This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Hello? Hello! <laughs> Hello, Mary, how are you? There she comes with a buzz. <laughs> there it is, there it is. Hello, I'm Maria Staunton. And I'm Mary Costello. And this is Making It, the show that reveals the true stories of Mayo's women in business. From top executives to artists to female founders, to those providing essential services in our local towns. Stay with us for the next 20 minutes, and who knows, you might hear the advice or inspiration you need to get your own dream off the ground. I'm Mary Costello. Welcome to Making It. My guest in this episode is Lisa Canney. We talk about her musical beginnings, how COVID has been a blessing in disguise, how to make a space for yourself as a creative when you don't fit into one genre and how to flip criticism on its head. Let's get straight into the interview. Okay, so welcome to Lisa Kenny. Uh, she was born and bred in County Mayo. Um, Lisa, you are notably a talented musician. But tell us a little bit about growing up, the school days and life as a child. Life as a child. Um, life as a child for me was a lot about music, actually, um, and a lot to do with school, as you mentioned it. Um, I have an awful lot to thank for uh, my teacher and principal, Mr. Sean Nestor, who was there uh, during my time in Ramfort. And uh, he encouraged and nurtured a lovely kind of um, uh, community for, for learning music. One day he just gifted me a banjo basically handed me a little banjo he had and said you know you've got a good musical ear and go and explore this and see how you get on and and that was the beginning of me starting the banjo and the banjo led to the harp and the harp led to other instruments and has led me here today so if we go back all the way to Ramforth, I have a lot to thank them for and um, my mother has a beautiful voice and w- would sing to me um i always remember at night she'd sing sunny don't go away i'm here all alone your dad is a sailor and i've haven't heard that song in probably 20 years but i'll know every lyric you know by heart still so i remember little moments like that my sister my brother my father all, all great singers as well and in your leaving cert, Lisa, yeah. was music to be your journey? What was your aspirations? Mm. You know, did you did you know right then this is where I'm going? This is the lead I'm going to take? No, not really. I actually, um, I think I I very much by default because it was such a big part of my life. I kind of by default thought, of course, I'm going to do music. But there was a period where I. Um, kind of flirted with the idea of doing medicine and also doing architecture. Um, and I and I had um, a career guidance counsellor uh, encourage me to do medicine or architecture and keep music as a hobby. Um, and and she, she was quite relentless actually in that because I remember saying, oh, I really want to do music. And, and she kind of said, you know, well, you're, you get good grades and you should keep it as a hobby. And for years I used to kind of tell that story as if, oh my God, the cheek of her, you know. <laughs> but the older I get, the more I'm like, I, I understand it too, you know, like it's not been an easy road. It's not been an easy journey. The 
even just the ratio of who can make a living out of music in comparison to other other industries or other careers it, it you know you're taking quite a risk in doing it there's very little support you've got to be very versatile if you're going to get to where you need to be you know the the days of somebody walking up and handing you a record deal are, are basically gone and dead and uh, you have to have so many skills and so much resilience to make it so i i understand why somebody in in a educational setting would say you know Oh, just set yourself up for something else on the side. You can always do music if, you know, if you really want to. But um, I didn't. I, I chose music in the end. I remember kind of sitting down um, studying the music. I think it was Tchaikovsky was my year, the, the Leave Insert Music program. I remember just sitting back kind of listening to it, probably after studying like economics or science for an hour and then going to music and, and playing the Tchaikovsky piece and just sitting back and kind of letting it wash over me and being like, no, no, this is exactly what I want to do. It has to be. There's no other choice. Up until her teenage years, it was all about Shanos and Trad. But in secondary school, Lisa's tastes expanded to include pop and hip hop, two of the many influences that have become part of her genre busting music. At the age of 19, she started performing with Celtic Crossroads and some of the other shows that followed on from Riverdance, touring all over America and Europe. And at one of those shows, she was approached by a man who turned out to be music industry legend, Miles Copeland, manager of the police and Sting. He sent her off on a retreat where she got a crash course in songwriting from some of the best in the business, which led her to her first publishing deal. Lisa Canney released her debut EP Freedom in 2018 and at the start of 2020, was all set for a massive year in her career when COVID hit. It was very um, disheartening. Right at the beginning, I had a lot of exciting projects and plans in, in store for 2020, including like a, a tour of China, a um, sold out tour of Germany and Austria. I was playing in the Olympia with Horse Lips and the next day with Aslan in, in the Olympia as well. I had a headline gig in the Jazz Cafe in London, loads of different things playing the Ivy Gardens. I was very excited about the year ahead. Everything was getting cancelled, of course, you know, day by day, week by week. So that was really tough. And and not just on the like excitement level, but also on a, I've been working so hard to get to this level. Um, and now it's, you're kicked back off again. So that was definitely tough. But what I did to cope, first of all, I went home to Mayo. One, two, three. Of course. <laughs> um, and what I did is I, I just knuckled down into doing as much work as possible. So I collabed with Mayo County Council on a, a project with them for Mayo Day. That kept me going for the first while. But one of the best things I got out of it was time to release my duo project. My duo project is called Mom and the Rebels. And it's me and my uh, my friend DJ. And we have had a project in the making for four years. I think I fell in love with the other side tonight. Basically, we mix Irish traditional music Someone over there caught my eye. with his um, genre, which is gospel music, or his upbringing at least. Uh, so we mix Irish trad and gospel to make pop, pop music. We call it rebel pop. I'm ready to let this go. 
So with COVID and with all the cancellations came the perfect opportunity to spend some time on mom. And that has been such a blessing. We released our our, our debut in June. Um, it was a great success. It was 12 weeks in the charts. I think I fell in love with a rebel guy tonight. The Irish viral Spotify playlisting. I saw him on the street breaking up a fight. And track of the week on a number of stations, BBC introducing, BBC playlisted, RT playlist. It was a huge success for us as, as our first song. Um, and that has opened so many doors. Now here in a, in a studio in London, working with some of the best producers in London, um, getting ready for the next, for the album. Basically, we have about two albums worth ready to go. Um, so that has been amazing, and I wouldn't have got that chance to do that without COVID. And it really feels like a reward to me, a reward for hard work and the right choices in, in music. Like when we were in the studio together, we're constantly smiling, laughing, dancing around the place. It, it feels like the reward for me for the hard work. My challenge has always been that I am, um, uh, I don't fit into one genre. Let's put it that way. And that has always been a challenge. So when I would have producers or managers say, Lisa, you just got too many, one minute you're pop, one minute you're trad, one minute you're folk, one minute you're, you know, jazz, whatever it is. Um, and this is a problem. And I, I would listen to them and go, okay, yeah, I'll try and, you know, figure out what it is that I really am. But every time I went back to it, 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 that's what I was every every single part of it every different part of me um it was just a different expression of it right so I think what's happened in the last few years is I've finally just started to embrace that let go of the pressures from the industry standard or whatever you want to call it and just write the music that comes from me naturally and I've kind of accepted the fact that if people love it brilliant but if they don't I don't I don't mind. I don't care so much anymore. Um, you know, I, I, I just have to do what's true to me. And what's true to me is to be inspired and influenced by many, many different genres and many different cultures. I asked Lisa what had been her experience as a woman in the music industry. Luckily, I haven't come across um you know much gender issues um at least not that i'm aware of but i have been underestimated a few times uh, i have been kind of um you know had people kind of try to tell me no this is the way you do it or or you know managers um uh, insist on me changing something or doing something a different way and I wouldn't I, I don't think they'd be as quick to do it to a male um in that situation but uh truthfully I I kind of I've kind of flipped it on its head if I if I come into that situation where I have somebody who's thinking that I'm not as capable then I, I use it I use it to to either manipulate them to get what I want that sounds so psycho but you know what I mean I, I play off it if they if they're going to underestimate me then I, I can I feel like I'm I'm licensed to to do the same or, or to, to treat them the same way. So I think you can just be clever about it. As long as you don't get offended um, and, and you know your worth and you know what you can do, um, then you can very quickly put some of you back in their place. Of course, I wanted to know if there was an example that sprung to mind. And she told me about a time 
when she was on Flair TV a couple of years ago. And um, I'm the type of person that will hang out with all of the stage crew in the back. And uh, one of them told me a couple of days later that uh, it was I won't mention the band now because we'll all know them. But a very famous Irish, traditional Irish band were also on uh, that night. And apparently one of the producers said, did you see Lisa Canny uh, performing? Now, I had come up to an Irish tradition musician, Irish tradition music festival doing my pop stuff with my harp and my banjo and I brought a beatboxer I brought a female beatboxer from London with me so it definitely wasn't straight up trad I knew I was pushing the boundaries a little bit but apparently anyway he said was that that girl with the with the other girl spitting into the mic you know and they were like yeah that was that was her wasn't she brilliant and he just like shook his head and said she I've known that girl for a long time playing music she's a disgrace to the tradition now (laughs) she came back and told me it you know and she was she knew I was going to laugh at it too you know we were just both laughing on it for so long but all all that that has done is actually inspired me to do more because if you're feeling that strongly about it first of all then I'm obviously you know creating something that people are talking about but also it, it, it made me um, write write a song called Heads Up, um, which is all about that kind of interaction. And the line in it is, um, London Town breaking. I'm now I'm in London Town breaking ground with a new sound, trying to keep afloat while I rock the boat. She's a novelty addition, disgrace to the tradition. Put that in the box, label pop Goldilocks. So I wrote this whole um, this whole song about it, and it's basically just me, you know, saying thank you for the fuel to uh, to continue to go on. Lisa told me that she's had to learn the business side of things as she goes along. She ran dance camps as a teenager and taught music to help pay the bills while she was in college. And then when I started into my solo career, um, I obviously being able to tour the States and on big stages was great experience. I watched my managers. I, I kind of, you know, um, took notes on, on how it all works and, and um, you know, was, 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 had that eye open. I was watching it. I was, I was intrigued by it all. So when I started to manage myself, I I have actually been through a couple of uh, managers. I've had different managers, um, but none of them um, are with me today. And uh, none of them really brought me anything of worth. I realized quite quickly that I could do a lot of it, a lot of that myself without giving away, you know, 20%. And, And that there's a lot of people out there who say that they can manage you. And actually they, they, they really can't. So you got to kind of be wise to that. And if you do as much work you can yourself. This is an entrepreneurial approach, constantly learning from mistakes, bouncing back and steadily building up knowledge, skills and experience. Lisa told me that if she decides to start up a record label in the future, she'll already know a lot of what is needed. I wondered if that future might also include a return to living in Mayo. This is this is probably one of my greatest personal challenges. Um, is that my heart and my dreams are not there at least yet, um, and that that is a that is a real that has been a real sacrifice for me. I would love to be at home, um, but it doesn't it doesn't have the resources available to me to kind of achieve my dreams. So I've made the choice to to go elsewhere to do it. And hopefully I will be able to return to Mayo in the not too distant future and and live there. Stepped off the plane, searched the crowd for your face. 
In the meantime, Lisa Kenny is working on solo releases for later this year and making plans to shake things up for international audiences, who she thinks are now eager for something more than the typical Celtic touring shows that started with Riverdance. What I, what I think myself, or what I have thought for a while, is that they're ready for something a little bit different, um, that they've been exhausted of that, this, the, the, i.e. the market over there, and um, that they might be ready for something different. And also I wanted to explore ways in which I could give back to the female musician community um, and uh, and do something fun and something that I really love as well at the same time. So I've, I've come up with an idea of a show, also a band. It's a show, it's a band, it's also a brand. It's called Bird. And Bird is uh, comprised of 14 of the best young Irish female traditional musicians. Um, all of the best in on, in Ireland. All these girls are are touring with all of the all of the big big shows. But uh, each of us have the same experience. All of the girls are either put up in the front of the stage in big long gunas like Celtic Woman, and they're singing Oh Danny Boy, and they're the lovely girls competition from Father Ted. Or they're put in tiny little sparkly black dresses, heels, red lippy, you know, and they're overly sexualized. And there's nothing in between. There's nothing that's actually representative of the real badass Irish traditional female musicians that exist in the in the real world in the sessions at the festivals you know who are highly fashion fashionable uh, trendy um uh, open-minded uh, individualistic you know um beautiful minds they all have this gorgeous story to tell in their music and in their fashion and and I wanted to really start representing that so in Bird we, we will play beautiful traditional Irish music, music. we have uh, seven harpists seven fiddles uh, two banjos flutes guitars accordions B between us all there's something like 30 different instruments and and, and vocals but we're going to be really fashion conscious too. create a stunning aesthetic. I'm working with a creative designer or a graphic designer to create um, aesthetic that really speaks to the Irish culture, but also like modernizes it and brings it into the more current market. We're going to be working with Irish stylists and designers to create stunning, um, like high, high fashion uh, clothing for us and, and, and just let the girls then get up and you know look like super superstars models beauties you know empowered women in their heels or in their their runners and suits if they want you know and um and play absolutely stunning music but but look like the queens that they are as well so it's a hugely ambitious project but i have uh, only just started it and we've already gained the interest of some really big um agents and and promoters in the states so obviously we're onto something and I, i'm really excited about it i have the 14 girls we're all ready to go we were ready to go into a uh, record in the tf last june um but obviously that has all been postponed so we will hopefully get to that this year and bringing bird to the public uh in 2020 and do you believe, Lisa, there's some sort of pattern or formula to becoming a um, successful entrepreneur? Um, <clears throat> I don't believe there's a successful formula, but I do believe there are traits that successful entrepreneurs share. Um, I think they're, they've got to be dreamers. They've got to be able to visualize 
the thing before the thing is a thing. <laughs> they've <laughs> got to have faith. Um, they've got to have confidence in themselves. Mm, they've got to. They've got to. They've got to push the boundary more than anybody else. And I, I have to challenge myself with that all the time because I'll think of, or, or, or me and Deej from the Duo Project, we'll think of a big idea and then we'll go, oh, we could never afford that. We could never do that. You know, and we have to stop ourselves from doing that because there's nine times out of 10, always a way you can st at least start the process or get the ball rolling in some way. So I think entrepreneurs have that um, naturally where they, they find the solution rather than the problem. You've been listening to Making It. A huge thanks to my guest this week, Lisa Kenny. She's got loads of new music coming out this summer and then gigs in the UK, Ireland and Germany starting in September. So follow her on Instagram and Facebook if you're not already. Mom and the Rebels will also be touring the UK and Ireland in September. That's MOM Mom and the Rebels on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks also this week to Mayo County Council for letting us include the music from the Mayo 24 video Lisa produced for Mayo Day 2020. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, all of them at Making It Mayo. Our email is makingitmayo at gmail.com. This show was recorded remotely for Clamoris Community Radio. To find out more, visit ccr946.ie. From everyone on the team here at Making It, thanks for listening. This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.